is a Furnish Brothers production. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Talking Buds podcast. It is the Talking Buds podcast. It's the Talking Buds podcast, folks. Talking Buds podcast. Season two, Talking Buds podcast. Let's go. Someone has got to be a big boy and step up. Oh, he's a legend absolute legend what is it going to take for this team to win a round in the playoffs who's a bum and who is a beauty austin matthews it's time to be in a lead hockey player night in night out this 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 is the talking buds podcast And now, here's your host, Rob and Ryan. Ryan, the day is finally here, buddy. It only took until our last show of 2019 but i think i'm pretty sure it's for the first time this season maybe the second but let's just say it's the first we are starting the show off on a positive note yes positive note and that means one thing my friend Popping a Pabst Blue Ribbon, the working man's beer, the beauty beer, the beer for positivity and change around for this hockey team. I am back on the train of positivity, my friend, because this team has shown me something. Finally, finally has shown us something and we are going to get into it. The positivity episode. Let's go. Normally, I uh, would take part in a Bud Light or a Michelob or even a Pabst Blue Ribbon myself, but I'm actually enjoying a nice glass of red right now, Ryan. That's that's special. Underrated. It's Underrated. It's it a nice. Like, seems like a just a just a classy night when you're having a bottle of red, and it's just like you, you just ride a nice wave when you're on the wine. Yeah, you got to be careful though, bud. That's oh, yeah. that's a one-way trip to Headache City the oh, next morning there, oh, Palioli. Yeah. Oh yeah, big time. I stick with the PBRs, water in a can disguised as a beer. That's what I like. Working man's beer. That's cuz you're a working man. Yeah, well, and it's since, you know, you walk into the LC or a beer store, you look at the price, you're like, "Hey, what's up, bud?" Walk out, have a good time. Ryan, the Maple Leafs have won four of their last five. You know, after last week's collapse in Calgary, I I was dejected. Sending you text messages. I was like I was on this show two weeks ago. I was down in the dumps. I was upset. But then... A little thing happened where they go into Edmonton and they play pretty well. And 
Sheldon Keefe decides to send a message to Austin Matthews and William Nylander by only playing that line a total of 14 minutes. And for weeks on this show, I've been ranting and raving about Austin Matthews' disappointing performance. The, and, and yeah, he's got his goals. He's got his like 21 goals. Like whatever. And it's like, I get that. But he's I, I you, he's got to be more dominant. Well, Ryan, Tuesday night against the Buffalo Sabres, he was dominant. Yeah, and and I I found Keefe's uh, comments after the game very interesting. It was like, if Austin's doing that, delivering elite level scoring ability, then he's done his job. And I heard that, and I was like, done his job. It's pretty clear what the expectations are for Austin Matthews. If and it's for any superstar, any great player in any sport. If you're an elite level player with talent that can push your team over the edge, talent that every team needs. If you deliver like he did against the Sabres with two just absolute legend goals, then that's doing your job. And we're on him for his defensive play, but you can you can kind of push away the defensive play a little bit when you see two beauties like that. And it usually goes hand-in-hand, hand too. Like, if, if he's dominating that much and getting goals like that like he's usually playing a good game all around for me Keefe's comments just meant be visible like the the game last week in Calgary I I didn't notice him all game like he was completely invisible and like take control that's what they're saying even if he doesn't score be around the net be dominating possession be flying up and down the ice like that that's what I think he's saying. It's it's like, listen, you're not going to score goals like that every night, but you can be like more dominant and effective than he has been for the bulk of the season when it comes to taking over a game. Yeah, and he took over the second period yesterday, and it ended up being the difference. But Do you think, I think he gets up uh, to play Eichel. Well, I think they both get up to play for each other. Yeah. Either they just can't stand each other from the U.S. program or they just like having a little friendly competition. I think it's the the first of the two, personally. But before before we all that, there is one thing I need to mention about Sheldon Keefe. Okay. Oh, there we go. See, you're on my side now. I love him. That decision on Saturday night to just make a statement. And we were on Mike Babcock forever about ice time, about Austin Matthews ice time. What does Sheldon Keefe do? Takes it to the next level. He's playing them 19 a night. And then on a Saturday night, big game in Edmonton, hockey night in Canada, he gives them an old heave-ho 14 and a half. That was phenomenal. That was a great decision, and look what happened. I'll give Austin Matthews credit. Look how he responded to it. Like it, it that that's what impressed me with him against Buffalo. It's like, okay, you get your coach clearly sends a message. You haven't been great, even though you got your cookies, and he shows up 
against the Sabres and plays like that, I got to give him credit for that. When they fired Mike Babcock, there was a group of guys, I'm going to loop Matthews into this, who I'm guessing probably felt like this is party time. Babs is gone. We're going to get to do whatever. And and when Keith comes in, he's got to sort of be good cop for a little bit. And I am a thousand percent in agreement with you. He sent a message on Saturday night and he was like, buddy, if you're going to stink and be invisible, I don't care how much you're getting paid. I don't care what number you are. You're going to sit on the bench. And it I worked loved out. It, too. It, it, it worked out perfectly for Keith too, because the bottom six shows up against the Oilers. One of the best bottom six leaf games I've seen in a long time. Bottom six forwards. I mean, well, Keith after the game, his comments were exactly that after the Oilers game. He said, we felt that our forward, like they could not match up with our forward depth. And, and if dude, we were going to be that them, is that is coaching one one All you hear about the Oilers is they have no forward depth other than the two monsters. That well, is, that's a beauty comment to me. Well, like, well, yeah. And he, dude, he, the, the situational. So I guess we're, we're starting off with a Sheldon Keefe combo off the top here, but um, I didn't really make a format tonight. I figured it's going to be our well, last show of wh- 2019. Whatever. Let's just let's just chit chat a little bit. The thing um, that I love the most about and I was I was on the radio this morning and I was talking about this. We always um, griped at Babcock for being so rigid, and Keith has done the exact opposite in the sense like he'll throw any uh, anybody out there, any combo of guys out there because if he sees what the other team is giving him, he'll respond. And he's not going to stay to, well, this is my first, second, third, and fourth lines. Like, he'll throw Matthews, Marner, and Nylander out there for a shift. He'll throw Johnny and Matthews and Marner out there for a shift. He'll throw uh, Kapanen, Matthews, and Marner out there for a shift. And, like, he's always mixing and matching the defense pairings as well. I love that. That, like, when you look, and we've spent a lot of time on this show in the last few weeks sort of like questioning the Kyle Dubas philosophy but to me that is such an important part of the Kyle Dubas philosophy is situational coaching and just throwing your roster in a blender at times in the game because you need to score a goal yeah it's it's the polar opposite of what Mike was right like I know Mike's a, a far memory, but it's just like that's that's what coaching is. Like it's like a defense in the NFL, defensive coordinator. The offense is showing you something. You switch up your game plan. You don't have to be so like you said rigid with your game planning. Like I, I'm not gonna immediately change my mind and say that oh they've they've won four of the last five. Kyle Dubas maybe he's on to something. Like let's. Like, they're a good enough team to make the playoffs. We still got a lot to prove. But it's, like, the fact that Sheldon Keefe can get this team to, like, skate. Like, that's all they needed to really change. Like, like they're just putting some effort in your own zone on the forecheck. Well, like, that was the biggest takeaway the from pace. The, that like, was the biggest takeaway from the Buffalo game, right? It's, like, they were flying in the Buffalo game. And I think they're starting to believe now though. Like they're starting to believe in what he's selling. Like the there's Ryan, you look at the numbers, the possession numbers are up. Like they're he's, he's doing something right. We'll talk about the defense later. They still can't defend worth a damn, but this it's like we say every week, man, like this team 
is built to win 6-5. Their, their identity is they're a possession team that scores goals and needs a goaltender with a 920 save percentage to be successful. Period. End of discussion. That is the 2019-2020 Toronto Maple Leafs right there. Possession numbers. Oh, possession numbers, buddy. Possession numbers. No, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but like, in all honesty, like, it's just last night, it's like they're dictating the pace. Mm -hmm. Like, thank God. Like, this is, this is what good hockey teams do. Watch the Bruins play, watch the Caps, watch the, the Hurricanes, even. Like, teams that dictate the pace and have the talent to carry out their game plan and a coach who knows what he's doing. It could, it's amazing what can happen. And, and like, this is just a little streak here, but the thing about this kind of streak is if you want to get back in that playoff picture, look at the Atlantic, man. It is just packed, compacted together. So many teams within two or three points of each other. And you need to go on an absolute heater to get yourself back into the spot you want and this is a good start they've they've won four or five run right now they're sitting tied with the habs at 38 points one point behind buffalo who has 39 the lightning and panthers are behind them with 37 and then the sends and red wings are bringing up the rear with 31 and 21 points yeah so a lot of work to do man yeah so they're right and the bruins are 10 points ahead of everybody else yeah which is gone which is like Dude, you're fighting for one of those two divisional spots because the Metro is legit. They're taking up the wild card spots right now. And you look at that 2-3 matchup coming out of the Atlantic, oh boy, I'd be fighting for that. Well, the Metro, you got the Capitals in first with 53 points, the Islanders in second with 46, Hurricanes and Penguins with 44, and then the Flyers with 41. And then the basement teams in that division are the Rangers, Blue Jackets and Devils. Yeah, it's a legit division. The the Flyers could kind of be that dropout team in the wild card, but man, I know there's so much season to play, and we've doubted them even making the playoffs. But at the end of the day, to me, I think everyone can agree that skill level, like they're a playoff team. I like, they're they're a when they're playing their best, they're a better team than the Canadians and the Sabers. Yeah, and and it's like when they're if they keep this Sheldon Keefe pace up, like what we see is eight and four since he took over. Yep, you, you keep doing stuff like that. It's it's probably going to be good news. You want absolutely want that two or three matchup in that division, man. Like you want to see you're going to see the Canadians, the Lightning the Panthers or the Sabres that that's what you're looking at like well Ryan I just said they've rattled off four or five let me just read to you the next six opponents that the Maple Leafs have the Rangers the Red Wings Red Wings the Hurricanes. Hurricanes. The Devils. Devils, eh? The Rangers. Man, this New York. And the Wild. 
They oh. have a chance. Yeah, Ryan, if you look at those six games, they have a chance to win five of six. The only one of those games that scares me is Carolina. Yeah, they're legit. Man, that Minnesota. Ooh. Yeah, so, I, we might do a podcast, but that's that's the one team the Leafs play where it's like, this is not must-watch television. This is not get to your couch right away television. But they're games that they can win and get back in the discussion. Which, like, let's see how good they are, man. Like, yeah, like these these are winnable games, right? Like, go Toronto Raptors. Just plow the teams that are below you and then fight with the teams that are at your level. Exactly. Like, exactly. That, that's what good teams, playoff teams do. But hey, this is the National Hockey League. Like, check the scores every night. There's someone beating somebody good every night. Yep. Like it's no guarantee. It's just up to them to follow what they did against the Sabres and just dictate the pace of the game. Be the team that has the puck more than the other team. If one goalie stands on his head and you lose, then it's something you can live with if you're the coaching staff or the general manager or even a fan. But it's like, I don't want to see them go play the devils and just get hemmed in because they don't care because they're just having one of those nights. And I honestly believe that Sheldon Keefe won't let that happen. No, and if it I, does no. happen, he's going to send a message. Yeah, I, I, I believe that now. And I think, I think he's, he's stressed to these guys. Like we got to win these games. Like, I feel like the, the collapse against Calgary last week, I was so pissed after that. Like that was that was a, a turning point for Keith behind the bench. That he probably went in there after that and was like, "We're this isn't happening again. Like we're not, we are not throwing in the towel." It almost having, happened. It almost happened against the Sabers, man. Like, but but that's that's the thing. But then they had a good they had a good bounce go their way with Mikheyev getting the empty net goal. And you, I'm gonna give you the floor here to talk about Ilya Mikheyev. Yeah, someone needs to sauce me a Mikheyev jersey asap. Yeah. That's a pickup, bro. This guy is legit. I'm yeah. a huge fan, man. I, I've liked his game all year, but the past, like, this that whole Western road trip, man, that guy's legit speed. Like, he has elite level speed. Like, he might not be the prettiest skater or the most graceful skater, but at a dead-on heat, man, that guy can skate, man. I, I love I love what he's bringing right when, now on that third line, man. When it, are they he's gonna, legit. I want to know when they're going to move Kapanen down to the third line and put Mikheyev up with Matthews and Nylander. Yeah, Mikheyev is, is, is better than Kapanen right yes. now. But, yes. but I don't want to get thrown into this, like, since one guy's playing better than the other, let's put him on the top line, like, it doesn't always work out like that. Like maybe Mikheyev is at his best because of the spot he's in right now. Like Casper like Kapanen and all this. Like one thing I will give Kapanen. Like I know how to finish a body check on the four check. That, that's one thing I will give him. But yep. man, Mikheyev, I just another one of those bottom six work your ass off type of guys that can just steal your heart if you're a fan of this team and. Someone I don't want to pay for one, so someone just needs to sauce me in a cave jersey. So, because this is our last show of 2019, we're gonna flip the script tonight. We're gonna change the format up. We're gonna do bums and beauties right now, and then we're gonna come at come back after the break, 
and we're gonna we're not gonna look in the past. We're gonna look ahead to 2020. So with that, Ryan, hit the music. It's time for bums and beauties. It's time to find out who's a bum and who's a beauty. Take it away, buds. Final Bums and Beauties of 2019. Ryan, I will go first. Beauty of the week, Sheldon Keefe for sending the message on Saturday night that Matthews responded to on Tuesday against Buffalo. I love the stones on him for making that call. Fantastic. I'm sure this isn't the first time Sheldon Keefe will be awarded my beauty of the week selection. This is a tough one because you've seen some different guys play a lot better at certain times since he took over and over this last road trip. But I'm going to go two pack first Johnny T John Tavares. I just see a huge difference in this guy's game, probably because Marner's back and healthy and when those two are going, we saw what they did last year. And Johnny T, ever since that video of Keith getting his first win, has just won my heart over fully. And number two, mentioned him already, Mikheyev. Love the guy. I will take a guy with elite speed every single day of the week. And he's got some hands, and he forechecks, and he's just a little goofy kid in the media. And he's I, I, I love him. So... That's my two-pack, Beauty of the Week. Bum of the Week, Ryan. I'm starting to think that Morgan Riley is dealing with a serious injury because there's just no way he's this bad. Like, how do you go from being in the Norris conversation last year to being just a complete defensive? And I know that he's like an offense-first guy, but he's he's a disaster in his own end. And has been since the drop of the puck this season. Like, he's been awful. Like, he's... That goal last night, the the second I think... No, because Eichel got the third goal, right? Yeah, so the second Buffalo goal. Well, that was his fault. It was... Oh, dude, he went for this hit. Like, yeah. when does Morgan Riley ever go out of his way to make a body check at his own blue line? Like, never. And he just takes himself completely out of the and play. And it's like, what, you, like, what is it's going like, what on you in doing, your head? Bro? Yeah. Like, that's what not go- you, man. No. What is going through your mind? Which I sound like, a, we sound like a bit of, I sound like a hypocrite there because we always egg them on to, to throw some more hits. But like, dude, don't put yourself in a position like that where Austin Matthews now looks like an idiot trying to defend against forwards in this league. And it's just, it didn't turn out too great. It's just so hard to, to rag on Riley, man. Like it's it sucks. Like it's like But he hasn't been not, good, Ryan. I know like, he hasn't had his best year, but like I, I just I, it's a massive guys. drop off from last year, dude. Yeah. Like he was he was a Norris. He was in the Norris discussion last year. Yeah, he was legit. And it's just like I it's just I feel like like when you have those athletes that are just kind of bulletproof to you, and I don't know. I think he's He's kind of bulletproof to me. Like I, I kind of hate chirping him. I like I'll always kind of find that excuse to to defend him. Like you know, like I just 
I, I just I, I love Riley, man. It's he's not having his best season, but dude, the, the guy's been good player his entire career. He's gonna figure it out, man. It hurts. It hurts your feelings. Mickey. It does. Yeah, yeah. It's just like one of those guys where it's like you get upset. Yeah. Yeah, and like I'm gonna I'm gonna find excuses and dig down to the bottom of the barrel to be like, well, you know what? I made a great pass tonight, so I can excuse <laughs> that awful awful play there. Uh, all all right. right, bum of the week for me. Ooh, boy, this is tough. Cause like no one's been really playing like awful, right? No, oh, I gotta uh, go. Ah, man, I don't I don't know. This is. This is one of the hardest bums of the week I've ever had. Cause it's just like you don't want to you don't want to go back, but I don't want to pick the same. I like I'm looking at I always look at Nylander because, <laughs> ooh, you know you know if I <laughs> you listen to this podcast you know how I feel about him. Yeah. But I'm gonna go more like personal with just forget the stats, um, just look at just what I see, and I'm gonna go with Jake Muzzin. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you I, know what I, he he. He struggled, bro. Like he, he that guy. He, I, I just don't know what he does. Like, what does he do? Like, he, he's not a. Oh, he's a big man. It's like I don't really see him throw that many hits. Like, I don't really see him intimidating people. See, uh, I, I'm gonna disagree with you, and I was gonna say, like, if I had to pick my second bomb of the week, it would be Tyson Berry because at this point, like, I remember, remember at the beginning of the season where, like, oh, Tyson Berry's gonna get seven, eight million. It's like at the end of this year, I'm gonna put him in my car and drive him to the airport and say, "See you later, buddy." <laughs> at least he's you making suck. some. At least, at least keeps putting them in a better spot to make better decisions. And, yeah, and my, dude, I gotta be honest with you, no one has a better one timer on the hockey team than Tyson Berry. He makes well, Riley Matthews and Marner look like complete losers with the one time slap shot. I, I'm I'm happy they have that on their power play now. Like that, they're they're sorely lacking that. I don't disagree on Muzzin though. I think he's looked kind of slow. Yeah, since they, like, since they like, started I, playing this like speed possession game under Keith, he's looked really slow. Yeah, and like I don't think like I'm not saying like he shouldn't be on the team. Like it's just it's just what I've seen. It's just he out of everyone who's kind of taken a step up from the coaching change and the past couple weeks and and all that change that Keith's brought on, he's just he I don't know, he hasn't stuck out to me. So Jake Muzzin, you're my bum of the week. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of the show. If you like the show and want to support us, give us a follow on Instagram at Talking Buds Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We really appreciate all your support. Thank you. Okay, so with this being our last show of 2019, right, I I didn't want to, like, do, like, a year in review. Because, man, like, we've talked so much about, like, contracts and Babcock and, like, the slow start and defensive issues. Like, we, like we have beaten that to death. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to look back. I want to look forward 
to 2020. Okay? New year, new Leafs. First and foremost, what is your New Year's resolution, Ryan? I've come on this podcast, and every week, uh, we don't always say it, but there's always kind of a can opening. Yep. If people have noticed, and I presented my second love of my life, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yep. New Year's resolution, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta quit the barrel, man. You gotta, you gotta. I'm stepping on the scale, and it's a, it's well over 200 at this point. That's mine. Mine is along yeah. those lines too. My my uh, New Year's resolution is simply to drink more water and less coffee and alcohol. Coffee's overrated, man. Oh, I drink. I love. I love. I'm a two a dayer. Two a dayer. Yeah, I'm a two a dayer. I'm a large in the morning, and then a small in the afternoon. Yeah, I get myself in trouble with the Red Bulls sometimes. Yeah, that's see, little, I don't, I don't do energy drinks, man. So yeah, it's bad. For the Maple Leafs, I want to do some Maple Leafs New Year's resolutions, and what better way? It's it's really topical because we're gonna start with what I think should be their number one New Year's resolution, Ryan, which is fix the backup goaltending. That's and, a great one, and. Perfectly enough, the Maple Leafs have a doubleheader coming up this Friday and Saturday. Friday night, they're at Madison Square Garden taking on the New York Rangers. And then Saturday night, they are back home against the lowly, garbage, awful Detroit Red Wings. You gotta believe that Michael Hutchinson is gonna get the start on Saturday night against the Red Wings. You have to, dude. You, you, I know they got to win all these games, but at the same time, like you gotta, you gotta give Freddie a break. You gotta trust your team to be big boys and get some, get some stuff done. Because, dude, this guy can't be playing every every game. Right? Like they have to. What have what to. happens? What happens if he goes out and loses to the Detroit Red Wings on Saturday night? I don't know, man. They don't. They don't really have much, many options. No flexibility. If there, if there was ever a game for him to get in there and get a win under his belt and get some confidence, and for the team to get some confidence in him, this is it. Yeah, and there's there's plenty of games on that. See, the Devils. Come on, yep. like you, you, you gotta. Well, they've got I, another. I, they've got another back to back. So the following weekend, they have another back to back, or it's Friday against the Devils, and then Saturday against the Rangers. So, theoretically, you would put him in the Friday night at the Devils. Yeah, and it's... Those are two cupcake teams for him to play in the next two weeks. You have to, like, like you need this guy to win a game, and, like, you need the team to show up when he's in the net. Like, it, it, if you can't get any points out of your backup goalie and you got to ride Freddie all the way, then you're probably not good enough. Yeah. Like that's like, there's a lot of good tandems in this league, man. Like there's a lot of decent backup goaltending around the league. Lot of ice time for some of these guys. And it's just like, if you can't get a win out of one of these guys, like, 
Like that that's that's a recipe for not making the playoffs. And, or if you do, you burn out your goaltender badly. So that's the first New Year's resolution is either Here's mine. Okay, hold on. But you ready? Let, let me let me finish my thought. It's right. put Hutchinson in the net and get him going. Or realize that he can't even beat the Red Wings and the Devils. And then you got to look at moving someone or something to improve your backup goaltending. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. All right. Your turn. All right. For me, it's the special teams. The special teams, this is... You, you can't be an elite team in this league if your power play can't capitalize a lot. And your penalty they don't, kill... They don't get a lot of power play opportunities, though. Well, that's, right? because, dude, that's because of all the narrative around them being soft like if you play kind of soft and you don't really engage in a lot of physical contact and for the most part this season they've kind of never had the puck what what you mean like in the game against buffalo where Ocposo literally hit dermot from behind and then matthews chased him down the ice and said hey you really (laughs) hurt him (laughs) you go back and say sorry (laughs) jerk Dude, like I literally when that happened, I was like, like where's 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 the Fraser McLaren? Like you know, like I, I hate to sound like an old hockey where's, dad. Yeah, guy. or like where's Matt Martin or something? Yeah, yeah, like bro, the like, dirtiest I- hit I've ever seen. And <laughs> Matthews just goes up to him and goes, "Hey, <laughs> you better not do that again." Yeah, like I don't want I don't want to go old hockey dad on this, but like. Man, like, where where's the guy to come dude, over it, listen, and put a little fear into the bench? Dude, man? I've like, I've resisted going hockey dad as well, but like this team is like it's embarrassing. Like, like you're gonna tell me that it's not widely known that they are not the butt of jokes throughout the league about how soft they are. Oh, 100%. absolutely, they are. Like every other team in the league snickers about how the Leafs just have no response to physical. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you literally. You saw can. the Sabers too. Like they were, they were starting to lay the body in that period because they're like, oh, we might as well uh, take the NHL book on how to beat this team since we're down. What the hell are these guys gonna do? All right, anyways, finish your thought about yeah. special teams. Special teams, man. Like it's just their, their penalty kill has been terrible. Like it, on, like when you're watching, it's like okay, they seem to be doing the right things, but at the end of the day. You look, you look at the the league. They're twenty seventh. Like that, that's terrible. That's Ron Wilson era stuff. Yeah. Like you can't be doing that. The and, power play's gone all the way up to twelfth. Yeah, like, dude, I like the movement they have on the power play. I like how Keith put Nylander on the power play, and he made a decision on Barry and Riley. But and they're moving the puck well in the O zone. But at the end of the day, it's like it, you can move the puck well in the O zone, but the. The, the big boy, the, the Washington Capitals capitalize on their power plays. Like that's that's how that's how you make the playoffs, and that's how you win hockey games in the playoffs. So that to me, that's that's something they really need to work on. And Keith acknowledges it every time he speaks to a microphone or to media, and I like that. So hopefully they just keep plugging away because they need that badly. My next New Year's resolution. And we're going to do a little fantasy GM here. Um, this team is probably going to make the playoffs. 
they're not going to go deep with the way their defense is currently constructed. They're not good enough on the back end. Period. Right, so who end of goes? Discussion. Kasperi Kapanen. Yeah, but which defenseman gets bumped? You're looking at Justin Hall or Cody Cece. Not Justin Hall. I'm not moving Justin Hall. Cody uh, Cece. Like, Ryan, Cody Cece, needs to, Cody Cece needs a train ticket to Robita Island. Okay? The, like, Cody Cece is done. He sucks. He's the, he, like, I'm not even, you know, you, tr- you have a podcast and you try to be professional and, like, whatever. This guy stinks. He stinks. I yeah, saw someone great. on Twitter it's last night special. saying that we should start calling him. I saw someone on Twitter last night saying that we should start calling him the exorcist because he ends possession. And that is totally, totally appropriate because this guy is brutal. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan either, but I think we got to... I think but, we got to slow our roll a little bit with the Justin Hall love. But it's but like, but Hall. But then you move Hall down into where CC is in that like sixth spot, right? Yeah. And everyone's yeah, kind of slotted a little bit more. Um, I feel like everyone's just going out of their way to just give this guy praise. It's like, hey, or, we get or, it. Or or whatever. Sad. Okay, I don't think their team. Whether you want to talk about defense, backup goalie, toughness. Okay, those are the areas that we think they're the weakest. In the Toughness last, is number one. In the last two weeks, I've heard Elliot Friedman and James Myrtle both say that other teams are very interested in Kasperi Kapanen. Kasperi, Giddy up. Yes, Kasperi Kapanen is like maxed out when it comes to the Maple Leafs. We, we've seen him like he, he has flashes where he looks really great and then other flashes where you kind of don't notice him as much. He's better when he's in the Leafs' bottom six than he is in the top six, okay? they Other teams in the league seem to think that there's value to him, and I'm not saying that condescendingly like, like there isn't. There is value to him. But if what, what I mean by that is if you can get a higher price because some other team thinks he can play in their top six, do it. Yeah, and do pull it. the trigger now, man. Yes, like that, that's, do it. The biggest mistake you can make sometimes is just trying to get more out of a guy, and it's like, ah, uh, maybe this is probably the highest his value will especially, ever be. Especially a team like the Devils, who's got a guy like Wayne Simmons. Now, granted, he's a UFA at the end of the year, but like, ah, the Devils like, aren't the Devils aren't buying. I'll tell you that. Well, I, he's I, a young but, guy though. He's a young he's guy. A young you guy, guy add, that you they could add. add. Yeah, add him to the future, I guess. Yeah, but but like if so, if this is true and all these reports are coming out about other teams valuing Kapanen, do it, do it. Don't believe for one second that Kyle Dubas is going out and getting somebody with toughness, pal. No, and that's a whole other. I think he's going. Other. I think he's kind of going Babcock and going out of his way to make sure he doesn't do that. Well, that's a whole other discussion. Is is do you I think that Dubas is actually believes that and is going to do that i'm with you i tend to think no the only Dude, way i would love for them to i don't know who the guy is i don't know if he even exists but i would just love for them to pick up a guy who can just who could just Did you change see? the whole face of how they're perceived around or not perceived how they are around the league Did just you so see? soft man like like what <laughs> i told you. austin matthews you going up the ice <laughs> hey you really hurt him. <laughs> We're just out here trying to play hockey. All right? It's like it's embarrassing, yeah, man. Don't like, do it's, that it's stuff. It's embarrassing at yeah. some point. Yeah. Like like if I like sometimes it's like, uh, 
I mean, I guess if I played in the show, like I wouldn't like, be. So- don't, don't these guys spaz? Like, <laughs> like, 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 like when I played hog, like I'm not a big guy by any stretch of the imagination, but like when I, and I'm also didn't play anywhere close to the NHL, but like when I played, I spazzed. Like, people would, like, and then even if I took on a guy bigger than me and I got my ass kicked, at least I was, like, getting in there, you know? Yeah, it's like, it's just at some point, you gotta just throw the the toughness aside and just be a man. Like, this guy's literally, like, abusing your pride and your ego, and you just well, they, don't care. Like, Ryan, you just Ryan. won't do anything about it. Ryan, their power plays, their response. Yeah, that's oh my god! <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, power that, play. They can't. Even, that's getting good chances and no goals. Is there a is there a, a line that a more makes you wimp cringe? line? <laughs> yeah, 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 that makes you cringe yeah. Yeah. more than yeah. our power play is our response. Yeah. Hey, that's response, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Man. Yeah, we'll oh, send Tom brutal. Wilson out there. He'll punch one of your players' face. Did in. you see the heavyweight scrap last week between oh, yeah. Tom Wilson and Zidane Chara? Yeah, I respect. I respect the super fights. Yeah, like that's that a is super like, fight. That is like heavyweight championship of the world. Man, Chara, time. dude, that yeah. guy is so hard to fight. That guy, like. Yeah. That guy's just his arms are he's like fighting, way too long, man. He's like fighting. He's the NHL equivalent of fighting like John Jones. Yeah, he just is so strong. It's, his reach is unreal. Kind of a disappointing fight. I could have seen more, but there's not a lot of Domi and Proberts anymore. Domi and Proberts going anymore, bud. So, so it was. I like have, seeing those guys just be like, you know what? Let's just do it. Do you have any other resolutions? We have fix the backup goaltending, keep improving the special teams, and try and improve the roster by dealing Casper Kapanen. Yeah, I'll go simple on the next one. Just flat out consistency from the top two lines. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be a beauty every night, but there's been way too many times this year where especially the Matthews line has been just like, nowhere invisible and a defensive liability it's like boys we got a fresh start here you're on a good roll you're not out of it you're right in it like let's let's go let's see what Keith can do what buttons he can push what game plans he can come up with to try to get that line to be more consistent on a on a nightly basis like that that line's huge for when that line's going they they, they win yeah. Like they win. Yeah. Like, you know, Marner, like Marner's not always on top of his game, but that line's always making noise. Yeah. They, they win. If that line shows up and plays their best, that's the difference. He needs to find a way. And maybe he was on to something on Saturday night. Like we've already talked about. He needs to find out what makes 34 tick and find a way to push those buttons because 34 is a guy who needs a, a kick in the ass every now and then. Oh, 100%. Yeah, and like, get out there and make something happen, bud. And I, I like what he did, too, because he's been playing Matthews pretty steady, and then you just drop him right off the table. Mm-hmm. And it, it, that just sends a way bigger message. And it's like, okay, I'll drop you off the table tonight, and then I'll push you next game. Let's see what you got. Let's see you what know, you're made of. you know they had a talk after. Oh, yeah. And he was like, this isn't good enough, bud. I, I, I You know what else? That's a little side note here. 
I love the difference in post-game press conference from Sheldon Cave to Mike Babcock. Oh yeah, there's no more. There's oh, it's no more my. comedy routine. Yeah, there's no more. There's no more. The like the ego can't yeah. even sit in the room. I know. I and know. Sheldon Keefe's like beads of sweat are coming off his forehead just yeah. answering questions. Yeah, and like no it, more. it's yeah, no more ego, each, no more, no more drive train. every day. Yeah, drive <laughs> train. Oh my god, uh, it seems like a lifetime ago. At uh, this point, I know. Is it, yeah. is it crazy? Yeah, crazy. It does. It seems like a lifetime ago since yeah. I got gassed. So many I, people have mentioned, like, you you boys really took down the Babcockisms down quick. It's like, yeah, I miss well, them, but... Yeah, well, you got you had to move. Like, listen, at the end of the day, it's like, I, the only thing I liked about Babs was... The occasional quote. The one-liners. Yeah. That was the just, only thing. Him as a coach was like slamming your head against a wall oh dude like, like just the most like, frustrating guy like what you said earlier like just about keith like just just switching things up based on what yeah, the like, other what team the hell doing. is wrong with you like it's like, like dude that is coach- literally coaching 101 yeah. and, and and this guy this guy thinks that he like invented coaching and invented hockey and like he but it just goes to show you the ego, man. Like the last game that he got fired was it was it the Vegas game? Yeah, like yeah. like they're down a goal, and and the fourth line is going out on the ice, and it's like you are so stubborn and so set in your ways that you like what are you doing? Yeah, it was puzzling sometimes, some of the decisions and just the stubborn attitude. There's like a bit of insanity that exists inside of him, in my opinion. Which is like kind of what geniuses kind of live on the edge of. Yeah, but but it's like, dude, you like to compare yourself to Belichick. You are nowhere close no, to Belichick, no, pal. Can't, Reality can't check run that for program. you. I'm about to cut a promo on Mike Babcock right now. You are nowhere close to Bill Belichick, bud. Like, you... You want you haven't been out of the first round in ten years. You want a Stanley Cup team, a Stanley Cup with a Red Wings team that you basically inherited, and you won two gold medals with Team Canada teams that you or me could have been behind the bench and won. You took the most like craziest um, Canadian Olympic team ever assembled and had them beat Latvia two one. Nice job. <laughs> uh, that's the way. That is the way. And it's like, I'm not here to like dump on the guy. Like, go, cause God knows he's like, he's taking his fair share of heat and he's laying low right now, which I think is the right decision. P.S. I was thinking about this the other day. He, I could see him being in the discussion to take over the San Jose bench next year. That's the perfect team for him to inherit. It's like a more veteran team that. I just don't know if he wants to go somewhere and, and, and co- like he he wants to go coach a winner like but I, yeah i just don't see it like the san jose sharks man they're, they're not even close to that like yeah I, I just have a hard time of all like we just literally talked about how big his ego is and he's not gonna want to go somewhere it's a reclamation project yeah like he did that he yeah. did oh it was granted it was the greatest rebuild ever yeah but like he's not gonna go do that no they, they yeah, literally have a coaching like he started this whole like code of conduct like he's 
He's not going to walk right into a job. I think he'll get a job, like, no problem. But he's going to have to go through a serious process of questioning that's gonna that the NHL is gonna make general uh, owners do or presidents yeah, he, do or he got the do. ball rolling on the code of conduct and Bill Peters solidified it. Oh yeah, yeah with the yeah, yeah with the little like, side note though, like Babcock will get another job. Billy Peters was never to be seen or heard from again. No, no, and little side note like, oh Freddie the Goat. Yeah, gotta give the guy credit. Not Red hot. Yeah, yeah. He scored they, a goals, but like, dude, those are those were some skillful, nice hands he got there. Like and, the goal against Edmonton, that was a beauty. And we're praising Matthews for the response. The goat sat in the press box a few times la- yeah. in the last couple of weeks, and he's and, come out and said, "I don't want to be up there," and he's played well. And you and I poke a lot of fun at Freddie the Goat, so I agree. Let's give the guy some props. Yeah, like. Can't can't put the puck in the ocean, but apparently he found it because the hands, the hands look decent on those goals. Oh, I gotta I gotta throw some some love his way. What did you uh, What did you think of the Taylor Hall trade? I don't know. It's so weird just seeing the Coyotes in first. Yeah, like what is that? Like that is weird, man. Well, I don't I don't pretend to. Um, follow the Arizona Coyotes all that closely. But to me, it seems weird that you would part with one, two, three prospects, like younger players, a first round pick, a 2020 first round pick, which is top three protected, and a third round pick. It seems like, it seems weird that you would part with all that for a guy who could walk at the end of the year. Now, having said that, Arizona is probably banking on the fact that Taylor Hall gets there and wakes up in the beautiful Arizona sunshine every morning and is like, this is pretty good. Because when you yeah. think about it, yeah, man. bro, I would love playing dude, for the Coyotes. I'm if not going to lie. If you're playing for the Coyotes yeah, it's and, good, you're, man. and it's a good, and, and you're like a decent team. It's a good life. It is a good life. Like, no, dude, you, you're getting paid, like, say you're getting paid like $6 million. You're playing in a market where no one cares. There's yeah. one reporter. You're waking up every morning going for a little round 18. Yeah, and even even when the reporters are in there, they're asking you what you think of Kyler Murray. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, it's yeah. like that, dude. I'd be, I'd be down to play for the Coyotes. Yeah, but I, you know what? Like, that's a team gave up a lot of prospect capital, prospects. But it's like, dude, they've been so bad for so long that I respect the move. It's like, let's we're in first right now. Let's let's stay that way. Let's go to the playoffs. Let's give ourselves a chance. Like they wow. they've been terrible forever. It's time. It's struggling hockey market, and it's like let's let's get to the playoffs. Let's let's get some excitement around this place. I instantly thought of you when that deal happened because when Taylor Hall gets traded to the Coyotes, he moves into there. He's like the top thread on the wing, which opens up so much room for number eighty-one. You know, but like, buddy, there's no more perfect hockey market on planet Earth for Phil Castle than yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just waking up, going to play some golf after practice. That is the Phil way. Good one, Randy. Good one. Yeah. Philly boy.
Yeah. Well, Ryan, I think um, I think that'll do it for us for 2019, buddy. Yep. Good one. Good Gonna year. Gonna take a couple of weeks off. Enjoy the holiday season. We'll be back in uh, 2020, rejuvenated. Did a lot of shows this year. Ending it off with our 45th episode. It's gonna yeah, be the, good. I'd say I'd say the the bulk of talking buds 2019. Yes, this is really. I know we started in 2018, but this is really the year where we got off running. And looking forward to the next one. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say this one more time, um, to everyone who is listening. Please, if you could just take one second out of your day and just go into the iTunes and just bang that five stars or just write a little review, do something. It helps us so much with the algorithm and helps us get recommended to other hockey fans who are looking for a podcast to listen to. Like, I wouldn't beat this drum so much if it didn't actually make a significant difference and it does and if you've done that thank you if you haven't done it for for mine and ryan's christmas present from you open up your app hit the five star review we we really really appreciate it yep and the algorithm eh i like that yeah we need it we need it helps when you get when you get the more reviews and the more um recommendations i guess or write-ups that you get it we get put more into the pool and someone who's listening to spitting chicklets or whatever will be like hey you should check out talking buds i like that yes algorithms algorithm i'm just everything's an algorithm to me now yep hit the five star button not that difficult nope not that hard takes two seconds beauty move maybe i'll find you and Send you over a can of PBR, PBR if you do yeah. it. Oh, yeah. You got tons of PBR. Just let me know who did it, and I'll I'll send one over to you. I'm still waiting for our uh, drinks from Ryan Miller. Yeah, Ryan Miller, bud. You got to... Actually, no, he did text me. I got I to gotta, I gotta say it. And he said it could be very possible that he sends us over some merch. Okay, well, good. Send us some merch, and then we'll, we'll do an episode sponsored by... Cottage Springs. Cottage Springs. Cottage Springs, baby. Delicious. Vodka sodas. Deli- oh, I love a good vodka soda. The peach. Oh, I love yeah, a good peach, peach goat, drink. Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Ryan, that'll do it for us for this year. We will see all of you fellow buds in 2020. Keep following us on Instagram, liking the posts. We're, po- we're posting results of every game, all the big news. We're still with you on the IG. Have any thoughts? DM us. Let us know. Comment. We love getting the feedback. Thank you, everybody. We will see you next year. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. I want to live at the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story.
get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.